I V M. Hello and welcome to Simplify, the only podcast with an even number of hosts who are also odd. We try to even out your understanding of topics that interest us, so the odds may forever be in your favor. You better believe it. You believe it better. Okay. <laughs> I am Tony, and I'm joined by Narain. Say hi, Narain. Hi, hi, Tony, and hi, audience. <laughs> How have you been? Well, I've been. Last recording two minutes, yeah. <laughs> which we can't uh, tell our audience. <laughs> yeah. I have been better and better. In uh, there's this thing in there's this line in PG Woodhouse, one of those uh, uh, one of those Roberta Wickham stories. Where this guy, <laughs> you know, it's a it's a recurring theme. Like uh, your uh, every time you feel uh, sort of paranoid, you stand in front of a mirror and tell yourself, hey, every day in every way, I feel better and better. Every day in every way, I feel better and better. Yeah, so just. Uh, that guy is really scared by this young lady named yeah, Poppy. Yeah. yeah, you do that power stance thing in front of the mirror and stuff like that, you not know, to feel. Yeah. I don't know. Some people do it apparently. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, uh, Narin, my life has drastically changed this week because the IPL has ended, uh, and uh, interestingly enough, I have never really followed the IPL since its beginning till about. Three or four years ago, and mm. there is a reason that changed. It is because of uh, something called the fantasy league, uh, and fantasy leagues have been around forever, right? Since uh, I think the first one in India was called uh, Super Selector, and like all uh, beginnings of good things in sport, it also had the hand of uh, Mr. Joy Bhattacharya. I think he was the one who brought around this uh, Super Selector thing, but then. Uh, it's changed a lot since and in the last few years uh, fantasy games have really picked up in india right and uh, so uh, you often talk about how you use this uh, podcast for personal edification i also use it for personal deification to you know sort of uh, toot my own horn so this time i played the fantasy league and ended up uh, uh in the top 5000 ranks in over 5 lakh players so like uh, top 1% but uh, the reason i am saying it out loud is because uh, i didn't win anything there's like no money involved and uh, all i can do is say it on this podcast so um so uh, are you aware of dream 11 narin have you ever played yeah, i only yeah i've only heard of it what uh Well, you know, it, it's you sort of you you put together your eleven, and based on how they actually perform, uh, you get points. Yeah, that's right. right. And uh, the pe- person who gets the maximum points wins the kitty. That's right. And yeah, you have to pay in order to be part of that uh, win the kitty thing, right? Yeah. So your understanding is far superior to mine because I've never played. So the great distinction that Dream Eleven uh, brought to the table was, while everyone was trying to build a better mousetrap, better fantasy league, looking at the mechanics of how you can run it over a season, uh, what Dream Eleven said was, "Screw all that! Uh, 
Indians have no uh, time and patience and nuance and all of that. What we'll do is introduce something called a daily challenge where you can basically pick uh, 11 for each match that is there. So instead of one opportunity that is or one league that is spread out over 60 matches, now you have uh, 60 separate opportunities where people can win and therefore uh, technically they can put in money as well. Right? So... Uh, yeah, so uh, the thing is basically you know Vivo was the sponsor of the IPL uh, you know last year and then obviously we developed the allergy for China uh, so we had to buy yeah, all of the Chinas that were there right so which meant that during uh, these COVID times also uh, Dream 11 surprisingly emerged as the sponsor for Stop the... Stop being uh, bullish about the China shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A China is only as strong as its weakest king. Okay, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but what these guys did was they got the prime sponsorship for IPL, right? which is not a joke. So uh, the other uh, guys that were involved were obviously like the hot ones, uh, including uh, there is a there was a rumor that Tata Group was supposed to be bidding for it. Uh, that edtech companies actually did bid for it. Um, of course, Baiju's has already put their name front and center on the Indian jersey and stuff like that. So they were well established players, but Dream Eleven suddenly came in and put in two hundred and twenty two crores uh, to become the main sponsor, right? So clearly they have a uh, revenue stream and how does, let's say, something like, uh, you know, fantasy league uh, become legal in India and earned revenue uh, was of interest. And I think that's what we'll probably discuss today. So, uh, because I have, I have really wondered about this. I haven't gone into the, uh, this thing. How in the world did they manage to get into a space like this and not be shut down? Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Yeah. I think it is actually still work in progress, right? Like uh, our last episode where you spoke about how OTT platforms were under the IT and electronics ministry and now has changed to, uh, you know, the INB ministry, etc. Eventually, I'm guessing uh, there will be regulation here also. Because uh, other than sex and nudity, what Indians cannot stand, obviously, is, uh, you know, responsible adults making their own decisions to throw away their money. So, like, gambling and all that cannot allow, right? So, um, but uh, interestingly enough, like, uh, it's, it's, uh, the laws are very different the world over, right? So, uh, I remember like two of my cricketing experiences. One was uh, in Wankate, where I actually, you know, stood in a long line to get into the stadium uh, and eventually uh, reached an SBI ATM during demonetization. <laughs> uh, and the other was at MCG in Australia, where I was standing in queue and because, uh, you know, you are used to standing in queues and suddenly I ended up in a uh, betting house where you can actually place bets on the match that is happening right outside the stadium. But uh, in India, uh, technically, these uh, laws have been written sometime in 1867, right? 
there is something wow. called the public gambling act of 1867 uh, and it prohibits running or being in charge of a uh, gambling house as it's called mm-hmm. and uh, i i'm guessing this is an 1867 law because the penalty for breaking the law is a fine of rupees 200 <laughs> <laughs> or imprisonment for up to 3 months yeah yeah <laughs> but i always wondered who would choose to be imprisoned for 3 months uh, in in lieu of paying 200 rupees it must be a small demographic well it drafted carefully <laughs> yeah 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 i mean unless you you are like homeless and jobless and then you want to sort of have like cheap lodgings elsewhere etc right <laughs> no one would want Just to really do that roll yes. the jail yeah. <laughs> yeah but the point is that the indian courts since 1867 uh, have always been against gambling because it is an activity which deters the growth of the economy and causes a loss of a man's income this is what uh, the you know patriarchs of the nation have always thought about it uh, and uh, Uh, essentially why is that because uh, it's gambling involves a wager where there is a certain uh, event which can happen or may not happen right and uh, so essentially in the parlance of law gambling is a kind of contingent contract and yeah. uh, contingent contract uh, means that the uh, there is a certain kind of risk and the outcome of that risk will determine Uh, you know who is the winner and who is the loser so contingent contract uh, by uh, law is void it's a void contract but oh. that does not mean it is illegal so basically what that means is you and i can enter into a wager but uh, we can't uh, technically go to court have it enforced yeah yeah, yeah. the court will say that this is a contingent contract and therefore please go away now go to the next place where you will be tried for gambling in the first place so uh, and it's always been uh, heavily restricted right gambling uh, but uh, it's also a state subject so uh, based on the schedule that it lies in uh, i mean the seventh schedule of the constitution of india as per list 2 uh, betting and gambling rests with the states which means that each state can Uh, determine its own laws laws about uh, gambling right that's why you have those uh, uh, 10 crore rupees scheme lottery ah, yeah we'll get to that uh, but uh, so yeah in, interestingly in india uh, sikkim is one state which allows uh, gambling in a restrictive form the other of course is goa right So uh, there is a Goa Dam and Dew Public Gambling Act of 1976, uh, and what they did was they basically authorized uh, five-star hotels uh, or offshore vessels uh, are allowed to sort of enter into uh, gambling. So basically, you will find uh, if you go to Goa, there are several casinos uh, which yeah they are all moored in the in the yeah. river yeah yeah. yeah. and the reason Don't for that really is offshore. yeah carl lewis or bob beeman could probably jump in <laughs> yeah not really all the part 
yeah so yeah either you have to be offshore or you have to you know build a five star sort of property to sort of do it and i think in dominant you uh, these deltin guys have built one now uh, where it is legal so now there is a, a five star uh, you know gambling area also right but uh, so technically we've been speaking about uh, gambling so far but uh, are there uh, you know differences in how certain things are treated right and uh, in india the court has basically tried to put a line saying there are uh, essentially things that you uh, put money on or games that you put money on uh, which are either based on chance or uh, mere skill right and mere skill uh, is actually then further defined to say it's a game that needs a uh predominant amount of skill not that it's uh, fully skill based and why this came into being i guess was because of uh, horse racing right because horse racing and uh, betting on horse racing has been fairly legal in india uh, since i would say the beginning of time right and their sort of explanation for that was uh, betting on horse racing is not purely based on chance but it is based on Uh, several other factors such as uh, you know pedigree of Not the horse train, yeah yeah what the horse how, had for breakfast yeah yeah you and, look at uh, you look at the animal and you look at the rider and you decide that they have it in them too. yeah so you right. judge yeah is it uh, brushing its teeth with colgate or is it eating apples and <laughs> stuff like that right so essentially there is a, a amount of information that you need to know to sort of say that this horse has a Uh, good chance of winning the race right and again it's not like uh, you can basically you know do horse races anywhere in the country uh, there are uh, uh, there is a nodal authority which is the turf authority of india and there are five uh, main race clubs uh, royal calcutta royal western for mumbai and pune madras race club bangalore turf club and hyderabad race club and there's one in mysore also i think no this is yeah and uh, difficult to get membership of these clubs yeah are, exactly yeah. yeah yeah so not anyone can do it you would basically need to get membership to these clubs mm-hmm. to sort of do it and i guess the distinction there was anyone who was able to sort of get membership to these were you know past aristocrats and rich people who were basically able to uh, bend it, the yeah. law in their way right so technically the what i'm saying is that the state should get off its high horse right because if you <laughs> if you're saying uh, betting on horse racing is legal then what's the difference between betting on a match uh, right like if it's india versus australia i still need to know uh, you know certain amount of things to be able to uh, put money on a match uh, and that i am guessing will never happen right because uh, there is obviously like uh, elements of a morality saying gambling is bad b also the issue of like uh, fixing matches and stuff like that right so <laughs> interestingly enough uh, during these uh, pandemic uh, times right when matches were not happening uh, there was one enterprising fellow in uh, punjab Uh, and what he did was uh, he conducted a 
ശ്രീലങ്കൻ ടി ട്വന്റി ലീഗ് ഇൻ ചണ്ഡീഗഡ് സോ ബേസിക്കലി ഹയർഡ് ലോക്കൽ പ്ലേയേഴ്സ് ഹയർഡ് ഔട്ട് എ സ്റ്റേഡിയം ആൻഡ് സ്ട്രീം ദ മാച്ച് ഓൺ യുനോ യൂട്യൂബ് ആൻഡ് ചാനൽസ് ലൈക്ക് ഫാൻ കോഡ് ആൻഡ് ബേസിക്കലി ദേവർ വാസ് നോ ഓഡിയൻസ് ഓർ എനിത്തിങ് ആൻഡ് people were putting money on it to say you know uh, and what they could do was uh, because the stream was controlled there was no high quality cameras and all of that they could just basically uh, stop in the middle and ask people to you know either hit a four uh, throw a wide or whatever else it was so yeah uh, there was a sri lankan t20 league that happened in chandigarh in july yeah so there is some element of uh, you know uh, sense to say if you don't uh, regulate gambling or betting uh, or do it in a proper manner uh, ultimately we are uh, all in it for the sport right and that so is what good. happened to the sri lankan uh, t20 league that guy did he make a lot of money <laughs> yeah so i think he got caught because obviously like once it's on the internet uh, people ask right like you can't just randomly make up sri lankan names uh, it takes a fair bit of effort to make up one sri lankan name itself <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, what uh, why this came up was because fan code which was sort of uh, streaming this is actually owned by dream 11 also so whenever you get big enough to be able to sponsor ipl people have uh, their eyes on you right and the other thing was to say Dream 11 actually has like uh, investment from China from 10 cent uh, yeah. about 10% of their investment is actually uh, from China as well uh, yeah but other than uh, horse racing uh, which is uh, you know legal to be you can put bets on uh, but not sports the other big thing that you referred to earlier is uh, lottery right <laughs> which is uh, <laughs> in some senses the worst uh, form of gambling because yeah. the odds are heavily against you right clearly yeah clearly stacked against yeah 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 and there is absolutely no element of skill there yeah yeah as a man of mathematics you should be <laughs> completely shocked if uh, you know something like this is legal but something like betting on one out of two teams is not the right <laughs> yeah. but uh, again uh, lottery is also uh, Uh, legal only in 13 indian states and uh, uh, apart from sikkim kerala was the big one because the government itself ran lotteries right? to sort of and they said like the money was going towards charity or other things and stuff like that but it's yeah. basically a good way for the state to make a lot of money because of the way lotteries are structured it is uh, it's pretty uh, you know it's it's like i remember there were lotteries when we were kids and they were all like somewhere in the in the advertising was how a buying that lottery would actually help your government mm. that was that was part of it that was uh, you know you would actually may and you know so you had uh, when we were growing up all lottery tickets were sold by blind people so yeah buying the lottery ticket you would actually help the blind person that was the right right yeah i mean so, uh, this this was a thing right yeah I, you know differently able people were i think even in kerala yeah. that was the case that you got a lottery license if you were differently able and stuff like that so somehow but uh, the false equivalence cannot be 
false yeah, yeah. i mean it was cleverly marketed for that time yeah there's something yeah. which is complete scam you yeah. just sort of uh, press it up as a social bird and you trot it around and people actually fall yeah 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 so uh, other than these two right where it's uh, lottery and horse racing which are random uh, essentially everything that is legal in india ha- uh, is based on this definition of uh, game of skill versus game of chance right uh, for yeah. instance uh, the supreme court has said that the game of rummy is a game of mm. skill uh, but like three card games like flush or brag or teen patti or whatever it is is uh, a game of chance right uh, so the uh, term is instead of mere game of skill it is called uh, preponderantly a game of skill right mm. and i think where this has uh, uh, actually read, led to a proper revenue stream first is uh, in poker and mm. poker is uh, texas holdem poker uh, if played over like you know multiple uh, hands is actually a game of skill right so uh, and again it's up to uh, local interpretation because again i think only a few states have uh, legalized uh, poker as well but what has happened a very skilled and very very good poker player yeah. whom we both know and most of our listeners probably know is amit verma of yeah yeah correct uh, and for a, a short time he was actually a professional poker player where you know you you'd be playing poker full time and right. uh, he gave up he is doing he was doing really well he so i spoke to him and he he explained how it was entirely a game of uh, skill yeah. except that uh, chance meant you could be uh, losing despite being far more skilled than the than your opponents right merely because your luck was bad but in the long run you would really make a lot of money yeah yeah correct in some senses it's comparable to uh, scrabble right uh, like yeah. anyone any one can possibly beat a champion scrabble player in one sitting because the tiles may uh, yeah. fall a certain way yeah. but Absolutely. over like if you play 10 times it's likely that the champion will beat you 9 out of 10 times and uh, poker is similar because you are basically playing uh, you know uh, the odds right and you're playing probability and if you're playing um, probability eventually you will uh, win out uh, yeah so what happened basically was the people saw that there was an opportunity to sort of take this online right so um, if you are saying that uh, it is based on a game of skill uh, then uh, you have like lots of players and everyone tends to think that they are really good at uh, you know this particular game right and uh for uh, poker specifically with the exception of andhra pradesh sikkim surprisingly nagaland assam odisha and telangana uh, every other state uh, allows it right and this was based on a uh, 1967 supreme court judgment uh, which was further reaffirmed in uh, 1996 so i think in uh, some states have it better off like karnataka west bengal goa etc uh, but basically if you go on to like let's say uh, online poker platform 
their legality basically uh, states that if you are you know in one of these states which is andhra pradesh assam odisha etc uh, please don't uh, play otherwise you are allowed to play uh, which is again fairly random right yeah completely random <laughs> yeah so uh, it's a fairly a gray area but the point is that uh, i spoke of the fantasy league and how i actually ground it out over uh, 60 matches to make no money right in some senses uh, poker is also like that because you need to actually spend hours and hours playing the game right to uh, you know there's a buy in and then you have to make a certain amount of money and in poker i think technically you a good player will fold more hands than you'll play it requires a lot of discipline so you have to basically be uh, a know the game very well b invest lots of time into it uh, to make uh, very little money and that's where dream 11 basically figured it out to say you know what uh, according to uh, the founder uh, basically his innovation was same as uh, chick shampoo from back in the day so he says uh, the masses in india need a shampoo sachet not a bottle right so uh, the change that he made uh, basically was to uh, enable betting it's quite brilliant in hindsight actually yeah yeah, yeah actually and brilliant yeah because uh, the amount of investment required is very little right so you have a match between mumbai and delhi maybe you watch only let's say matches between matches of mumbai so only like uh, i don't know 14 matches uh, in a season right but you can basically be further invested saying okay this i know i know my mumbai players they are going to do really well and stuff like that and you basically uh, you know put money into it and uh, the idea is that uh, because there are there is massive scale right so in india there are around uh, 100 million players on dream 11 totally right and about uh, 20% have played a paid game so you can basically either uh, play the non paid version free version or you can put in money and say you know i know everything i will make money so 20% of uh, you know 10 crore is not a small amount of people right so what that means is that the higher end payout Uh, happens to be in you know crores and stuff like that so with one match technically you are given the uh, carrot saying you could uh, make a crore or more right um and yeah so the other thing was in fantasy league what usually used to happen was if you even miss one match or two matches and you forget to make a substitution etc it's unlikely that uh, you know you will win because it will uh, significantly dent your chances right but here it was all about instant gratification and uh, clean every match yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. and uh, so i mean in my mind it requires way less skill than running it over uh, you know a period of time because uh, in a proper fantasy league which is stretched out over 60 matches you have let's say limited 110 substitutions over 60 matches right so then you have to play a strategy in terms of how you use those substitutions you know who uh, which matches you put more players in and stuff like that whereas here it's practically you just have to pick 11 players and uh, sit back and enjoy right and uh, like i said the payout uh, is basically a very uh, pyramid kind of structure right so only like the top 
five or ten people make any money. The others, if you if you put in like thirty rupees, you might get back like ten rupees or uh, things like that. And uh, obviously, so it was not without a hitch. And th- this freemium model uh, ran for uh, five years without any problems. Then in twenty seventeen. Uh, one guy basically uh, dragged them to court right saying i've been putting lots of money into your uh, league and i haven't uh, won anything in fact he had lost like 50000 rupees by the time he went to uh, the punjab and haryana court and uh, go, i mean in a good way punjab and haryana court said that uh, it is a game of skill and therefore you know you are probably not uh, skilled enough <laughs> so uh, it was thrown out and it is basically still in a in a legal state and they have this in uh, not just in cricket actually they basically once you establish the tech platform and the model and you have network effects uh, it's essentially like any game can be fantasy fantasized right so they have it in kabaddi and basketball and stuff like that also and again like we spoke last week this is currently it's not a regulated industry right it's self regulated by yeah. one you know sort of union called the indian federation of sports gaming which was formed in 2017 and is actually headed uh, by the guy who's founded dream 11 itself yeah so that's how things are currently but uh, you know Uh, like with all of these things it's much better if there are uh, clear legalities around it right because they are also expecting that uh, this will you know soon run into legal troubles and it will be uh, left upon the judgment of uh, one judge or the other once you've invested significantly in this right then uh, you know there's always that uh, legal trouble that is behind your back but there has been a uh, private bill that was introduced in the lok sabha in the in the last uh, lok sabha uh, seeking a mechanism for uh, the unorganized online gaming sector uh, and it was introduced by uh, shashi tharur so uh, his point of view was that it's fairly progressive compared to the rest of uh, how india works he's saying that uh, you know uh, put in a statutory framework to ensure uh, you know while there are licenses there you also are able to track suspicious betting patterns and basically make it all taxable right and uh, he basically says that uh, right now there is an underworld uh, betting market also right the fantasy yeah. part is uh, basically for the common man like you and me but actually there are people who uh, put significant amounts of money into uh, betting yeah. and gambling and stuff like that right so uh, which also leads to uh, match fixing and an open above board betting system would not do that and you collect tax so those are the uh, you know sort of uh, things that are being discussed but i don't think it's being discussed anytime soon it's currently still uh, continuing in the manner that it is uh and yeah so <laughs> till have uh, our all our uh, regulations are characterized by these uh, paroxysms of righteousness that uh, <laughs> sort of affect uh, our lawmakers every now and then somebody like you know wakes up in the morning or feels that they have to go and clean up the 
quarrels of this great nation yeah. and they go and make a stupid law that <laughs> does exactly the opposite they say you know that there's a thing the, the friend of the uh, the biggest friend of the bootlegger is the baptist because in in the us baptists are the people who are uh, against uh, you know they pro temperance they wanted prohibition and uh-huh. the moment you introduce prohibition <laughs> you get bootlegger yeah so yeah. this this is what So I think what what uh, you know what what Shashi Tharoor say one good thing about having a regulation rather than having no regulation at all is yeah. it draws boundaries of what the state can do. Right. Yeah. So it's good to have. But ideally, of course, you shouldn't have any regulation at all. If people yeah. are suckers and they fall for it and they they find out that they're getting scammed, right? They should stay away from it. But Correct. yes, I mean. Uh, a little regulation probably better than uh, no regulation yeah yeah absolutely and actually like uh, this uh, fantasy sports globally is expected to touch 10 billion in revenues uh, by 2024 globally right uh, which means that uh, if this is like the reported regulated uh, market of uh, what betting then <laughs> imagine the an organized sector right there's large amounts that is to be there and even in india it's supposed to be around uh, 1 billion dollars by next year is the uh, revenue stream for fantasy games so pretty substantial and significant and therefore better to have you know clear laws than nothing at all so right. even uh, even the government realizes that uh, people need to go out and spend money in order for the economy yeah. to Yeah, it doesn't matter how they are spending the money; they need to go go out and spend money. So right. hopefully, uh, there will be less. Well, uh, several things. One is, I mean, I'm I'm going out on a limb here, but uh, I'm pro uh, alcohol and uh, tobacco being uh, freed up. Absolutely, yeah. And I really didn't like the way they handled uh, crackers. I don't know <laughs> why they were so brutally harsh on the cracker industry. Right. I cannot, for the life of me, believe it's that harmful. Okay, mm. a few people who have, who, you know, but but people who are prone to asthma and you know who can be triggered by air pollution, they are going to be triggered by uh, you know the regular pollution on the streets as well. Right. Uh, the crackers are going to be a really small. So there hasn't really been any scientific study. People have just gone and demolished the livelihoods of I don't know how many people in that entire industry. Yeah, and for no benefit at all. So it's it's really you know things are that should be stopped. Absolutely, we should take yeah. away government powers to that. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that you can say as like a negative of you know let's say poker or uh, any of these online gambling things is that it is zero sum in that sense, right? Because someone has to lose money for someone to win money, and uh, the platform keeps. raking in money regardless because they take a cut of the overall winnings but otherwise i mean if you want to do it and you're aware or unaware of it why not go for it right so anyway uh, i think we've covered two episodes yeah. on indian law making now <laughs> yeah. we're going to be simplified as the premier uh, indian legal uh, <laughs> Imagine. I will will probably yeah the day they bring a, a you know sort of law which bans puns the yeah. first podcast to oh back God. up will be simple. 
no <laughs> yeah yeah so, in 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 a mallu accent uh, loss and lo- loss kind of uh, right you know <laughs> so i don't want to face that loss <laughs> so yeah narin you want to yeah this was good and yeah stay uh, <laughs> stay safe stay uh, stay gambled <laughs> <laughs> stay odd stay bettered and stay simplified yeah stay odd stay bettered and stay simplified yeah bye yeah. bye